There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about henna, henna, henna. Iko, Iko, Ande. Giacomo, Fino, Anane. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. Ooh, girl. Ooh, girl. (laughs) Let me tell you, it's a magical episode. Okay, listen, Matt, why do you say it's magical? Well, we might just be diving into the wizarding world. Of Harry Potter? Of Harry Potter. And honestly, I don't think that we could have had a better guest for this Topic. She has earned episode. her spot here. I She's think. truly clawed her way. <laughs> no, to that's being... not what I'm saying. No, I'm no, saying... no. I'm just saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. There's no one that compares. Like this person has been in the Harry Potter trenches. Yes. And you know what? She was one of the hosts of PotterCon just this weekend during the sorting ceremony. During the sorting ceremony, which is that's amazing. That's what I an mean, honor. You get to oversee everyone's future begin. That's the headlining act. Absolutely. I, I mean, other credits. The headlining act is. Like, <laughs> headlining everyone act. waits for the sorting. Um, it's she like hosts- when you go to Harry Potter World, <laughs> Wizarding World. That's yep. my one qualm with Universal Studios Wizarding World is you don't get you sorted. You don't get sorted. Yeah, there's, that's bullshit. There's, there's no imitation sorting. You just choose of your own self-image what house you're in, which is you flawed. Go in, you go into a goddamn shop and buy whatever scarf. Right. And then there is, there is like the wand, like the Ollivander's like wand ceremony, but it's bullshit. We're going to get into all of it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go through the credits. Let's go through the credits. She hosts one of my and favorite there are podcasts. Many. Yes. She hosts one of my favorite podcasts, Important Shit That Doesn't Matter, with our, uh, with my friend, our friend Ian Adams. Yes. Don't, don't say, don't say my friend. I, our friend. Myself, I also honey. befriend okay, Ian. Okay, girl. <laughs> okay. 
She's the host of Cool Show Not Lame with my friend, Pat Wise. Our friend, Pat Wise. You know what? He's both of our friends. He's He's mostly Elisa's friend. (laughs) 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 What Um, else we got? UCB Lloyd Knight. UCB Lloyd Knight. She hosts a storytelling show with Katie Ruth Ashcraft. My friend, your friend, our friend. Our friend, truly our joint friend, but also, again, primarily Elisa's friend. (laughs) Primarily Elisa's friend at Silly City Reliquary. Absolutely love. And also, one of my favorite shows I think I've ever done in New York City is um, the roast of your 15-year-old self. Yes. Which has been at the Annoyance. It's been at Legion Bar, right? Mm -hmm. So it's been all over, and we're so excited. It's Elise Morales! Oh, Oh, I'm so excited. I was like, should I not talk? Should I talk? What should I do? No one cares. You know, I just don't want to, I don't want to ruin the magic of the intro. You know what? Not everyone has podcast etiquette. But you know who's been around the podcast Mm -hmm. block is Elise Morales. Mm -hmm. Because she hosts her own. So now we know the next time, if you are trying to go on Elise's podcast and talk to her in the intro, you shut your mouth. (laughs) Okay, I don't I you giggled. ruin the magic. I giggled too. A little I giggled. giggled. Yeah, no. Like when I was on Elise's, okay. I giggled. Yeah. Our intro is very short. Yes. Our intro is very short. Yes, we that just was dive ours. right in. How did you guys start to start uh, the Importance That Doesn't Matter podcast? Like, um, where did it come from? So, Ian, good friend, all our friend, all every our friend. friend, honestly, friend to all. Friend yes, to all. Friend Ian to all. Adams moved into my basement and he was like super nice we started hitting it off he was just like a craigslist roommate and then oh, that's so funny mm-hmm. i didn't know that really? yeah he was just a craigslist just some dude from georgia who was coming up I love it. and he moved in and then he was like hey by the way i have like all of this podcasting equipment if you ever want to start a <sighs> podcast and i'd have this idea that i wanted to do a podcast called important shit that doesn't matter where I, like we talked about just like the internet mm-hmm. and life online because i feel like it's this thing that People like always dismiss as silly, but also like we're all living our lives there and we're yep. all like yeah, for sure. making actually extremely important moves on there all the time. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, so we started it and yeah. that was that was that. I had my little sister send me a voice memo of her singing the intro. Yes. And then that's a that. song, lovely mm-hmm. theme song. Yes. I think I know all the words. <laughs> I won't attempt to yeah. sing it right now. I, I would attempt to sing it. The, the internet's a place for friends, for enemies, and almost friends, for people that you want to fuck, and people you've already fucked, so we're here to make the most of all the pics and jokes you post, gather around kids, there'll be tears and laughter, it's important shit that doesn't matter. Hosted by Ian and Elise. Oh, yay! So you should check it out. And also, Bone (laughs) Bone and I have both been on it. And did you did you did you get a little saucy and political in yours? Because I got a little Mm -hmm. saucy and political. I think I got saucy and political in mine. I mine was well. You had a question come in that someone tweeted to the podcast that they wanted us to talk about the gay internet, the gay gay Twitter specifically, which I feel like I am not totally entrenched in. Yeah. In the way that this uh, this this question poser might have thought mm-hmm. I was, but it was what a very he, interesting episode. What did he think the gay Twitter was like? Just well, like, he didn't really specify. Right. He just wanted us to tell him I think. what it was. I'll tell you what the gay internet is. It's okay. gay porn. <laughs> like that's what that is. Exactly. We can talk about that all the doodah day. Everything centers around beautiful men. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Oy, oy, oy. It's all gay did Twitter. you guys see? 
um, the flag bearer from Tonga. In oh, yes. yes <laughs> well, did. he's my cover photo now, so I'm sure yep. everyone has seen. I mean, also, whatever was going on last night with the divers. Yeah. I mean, really, it was just us screaming at the screen. <laughs> like, Matt's, come on. Matt, Sudi, and I were just foaming at the mouth It's last a night. lot. It's, it's a lot. So but Tonga incredible. really put themselves on the map in an enormous way. They were like, we have, our country has a lot to offer. <laughs> we're going to oil this guy up? We yeah. Have, we have the most oil, oil. of any <laughs> country we have a lot of oil to spare yes. we just dip our citizens the middle east thinks use. it's power and oil no that's, that's us tonga. wow it's tonga. we need to be going tonga. to tonga what a statement honestly incredible also like when giselle stomped the runway yes <laughs> She stomped the runway all the way across that big ass field. They were. I wonder if they were just like, okay, we have like a full three and a half minutes. So yeah. We just need to fill with something. Yes. Uh, let's get Giselle. Um, well, you know, we'll I play heard girl her. from Ipanema. Yeah. Yes. Just so we'll add something vaguely Brazilian. I, it was so stupid. Also, I had heard a rumor that this was like it was early in the plans, and apparently it was nixed, but that she was gonna walk. Or the runway, and at the end, she was going to get mugged. What? what? This is what this is something that I heard was that she was going to get mugged at the end of the runway and like a staged mugging, so that they could they could like shine a light on the fact that there's so much crime in Brazil. What now? And this so this is this makes me feel like <laughs> it must have been partially true at some point because she like this can't someone be true. Didn't, someone didn't just make up that Giselle was going to walk the runway like she did. Yeah, and they said like. They wanted to, in the opening ceremony, show the good and the bad of Rio, of Brazil. They wanted to show all it in all of its I colors. I bet they nixed it after, like, the bad just took over, like, the entire <laughs> press cycle before yes. the Olympics. Why would you draw like, attention to that? I don't know, but that's what that's what they were saying. And I was like, there, there's no way no, that can happen. And then, of insane. course, it didn't. But, like, apparently it was supposed to be, like, this, like... She would get mugged, and they would chase the mugger around the stadium, and it would become, like, a... T- <laughs> That okay, now I'm actually I'm on board now. <laughs> yeah. That's like, fun. it's like she gets like <laughs> mugged. Oh no. Like imagine Giselle's acting in that moment. <laughs> I honestly I wish they had done it. I wish they had done it now. I loved um Little Samba Boy also. Yes, he was incredible. Little Samba Boy would love to see him come back. He I was doing Samba, what? he was doing like Capoeira, he was yeah. doing all of it. He he's a very talented yeah. little boy. Oh, yes. lots of talent. And speaking of a talented little boy. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the segue. segue. So guys, we are here today to talk about Harry Potter. And the reason and there's been, you know, all of a sudden all this activity around yes. Harry Potter. And Joe needs money. Joe needs apparently the needs the money. So it's all begun. Like I feel like this Harry Potter renaissance that's happened is, you know, the books ended and then we had our theme parks mm-hmm. happen in Orlando yes. and yes. it was an international phenomenon. The and Pottermore. And, and Pottermore, the website. And now we have Harry Potter also in Universal Studios in Hollywood. There's one in Japan. It's like now now I think younger and younger kids are getting really exposed to the brand of Harry Potter. Yes. And therefore there is this demand for new content. And so we have Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which we all have some opinions yes. on. Yes, but before we get into those, let's just do with the least what we normally do with our guests. Yes. Okay, okay yes. but but let's relate this back to Harry Potter. We always ask our guests what culture has shaped them, mm-hmm. but this might be a great opportunity to talk about how Harry Potter shaped each of us. Yes. yes. Growing so, up. So, Elise, like, what, what, so we, first of all, one of the touchstones of um, roast your 15 year old mm-hmm. self are the old pictures of Elise. Yes. Which oh, are Elise's in MySpace presence mm-hmm. back in the day. So yes. talk about how Elise became Elise, which is the perfect way I love to phrase that question. Okay. <laughs> 
Fantastic. So uh, as far as like, I'll talk about my Harry Potter development and my MySpace. <laughs> so I love it. Super concurrent. They're abreast of they, each other. They yeah. are. They are. So right around the same time that I was like, learning code to make my MySpace. Oh, wow. Which, you coded your I MySpace? Did. I coded my MySpace. So it all started with my very first love. I'll say his full name, Brian Chimay. Great yeah. name. Oh, hey, that sounds like a really hot kid. He, he hot. was, uh, you know what? He was like a little <laughs> bit nerdy. We went to Hot Topic together. I bought him a studded belt and he really blossomed. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so it was a thing between the two of you. Yes. Okay, Okay. cool. So he knew code. He like could do computer stuff. And so he taught me a little bit and then I kind of learned how to like you know those websites that would make you like a template for yeah. your MySpace? Uh-huh. I learned how to go in and like further adjust those. Like I couldn't bear write it, sure. but I, I knew what to look for to like change things. So I would make myself these like, I remember the MySpace page that I loved the most had a very, very thick black border. So the actual mm-hmm. screen was very small. And yes, I remember those. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had a little uh, black and white robot in the corner that like moved with the page. And the bio said, "If you want to know me, fucking know me." <laughs> and then Man, you throw, you got to throw and, it down. You got to grab mm-hmm. their attention. Yes. And I overrode the top eight, and I had a top three that was represented by three Pokemon, and you could click on one of them that I thought represented the friend that it would click through to their MySpace. Yes. Yes. So I like made it more bitchy, <laughs> more exclusive, oh, more code. Yeah, I love it. So during that same time, uh, I was also getting very into Harry Potter fan fiction, mm-hmm. which like I was always a big fan of like the Harry Potter fan sites, MuggleNet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one, I think there was Leaky Cauldron. Leaky I'm Cauldron, sure. I remember. Leaky Cauldron as well. And there might have been one called like Port Key or something, but it wasn't as good. MuggleNet, Lee, oh, called there should have been one called Port That's a great Key. Yeah. Wasn't. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think so. I think there was. But either way, like I started with those and then I started to get into the world of fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And um, I prim- primarily on fanfiction.net. That yes. was my main. <sighs> Were you yes. also? I was. So fanfiction.net had a sister site called. Oh gosh, I forgot what it was, but where it was, it was like the home for like original stories. And I wrote, I tried my hand at writing some horrifically intolerable stories about. I was inspired by the movie Alfie, the remake with Jude Law. And oh I wrote, my god! I wrote a whole story about this British womanizer who worked at a news station mm-hmm. in New York. Gotta City. flip the gender. You're I, ahead of your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, he it was male. He was a male. No, womanizer. I know. Yeah. And you wrote about a British woman. Oh, a womanizer. Okay, womanizer. Lothario, male womanizer. Um, um, but anyway, fanfiction.net. Yes. So I, and I also wrote original stories on fiction press. That's what it was. Fiction <laughs> press. Fiction yes. press. Thank yes. Thank you. Thank you. So fiction press, I wrote original stories, but fan fiction was where I really shone. I had a real knack for taking the Harry Potter characters and putting them in new scenarios, mainly with <laughs> myself. <laughs> 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 and and was it romantic? Was it saucy? Yes. It was sexy. So it was yes. so it was romantic, but not sexy. I, in fan fiction terms, if you guys want a little terminology, yes, yes, please. Sex scenes are called lemons, and I did not write <sighs> any lemons because, like, you you go like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> like when you suck on a lemon, mm. you're like. Ooh. <laughs> So I did not write any lemons because I was writing all of this fan fiction exclusively on my home computer and I was very scared. Oh my God. Keeping it local. That's good. That my dad would be like, you know, that my dad would one 
find and then read this fanfiction. So it wasn't that you didn't have the urge to no. write the lemons. I read a lot lemons. of lemons yeah. and I would be like, oh my God. <laughs> but um, oh my God. I I couldn't I, I couldn't bring myself to write them. Also it's like write what you know and I wasn't really having sure. a lot of sex at that time. Right. So you couldn't really delve into but that. But it's world. good that you knew that. My primary fanfiction time was when Order of the Phoenix had already came out, but we were waiting for Half-Blood Prince. Prince. Okay. 2003, 2004. And during that time, I wrote a very extensive 39-chapter, 650,000-word fan fiction. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. Uh, You wrote a book. Yeah, essentially. (laughs) That was literally just the fifth book. I would would sit at my parents' computer and go chapter for chapter, everything that happened, but it was as if I... (laughs) You chose the longest book. That's so (laughs) funny. So basically, you just you had you. There's a version of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix with you. (laughs) It's you. So it's Harry, Ron, Hermione, and And Elise. To be fair, though, that book is the most. But it was Addie in it. Addie. All right. So I have a question. What was Addie good at? Like everything. (laughs) Oh my god. Everything. That was the main complaint when people would. So I got a lot of good reviews, but when people would flame me they would always say they would be like you're this character is a mary sue and like fuck you and i would be like oh i'm 14 (laughs) this character's a mary Mary sue Sue. yes which means she's like too perfect and i was like that's just how i would be if i got to go (laughs) (laughs) you're saying you hate me (laughs) so wait did you graduate high school in 08 Yes. Okay, so you were this you're the same age as us. Yeah. So yeah. I feel that that year especially legit grew up with Harry Potter. Yes. yes. Because Sorcerer's yes. Stone I was 11. Yes, exactly. I yeah. think that like our age group it just like timed out really well like I read Sorcerer's Stone at 11 and then I think 2 and 3 were already out. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they were. 14 or four, four, or four, we were maybe a little bit younger than him, but by five, we by the time five up. came out, we had caught up with No, him. and then uh, Deathly Hallows came out right the summer of our junior when year. When we yes. were 17. When they yeah. were 17 yeah. and going to graduate. I remember always being like right there with the characters. Like, and I we're the same age understood. as Rupert and Emma right. and Dan. Yes. They're actually. Yeah. That was huge. So, the, and that being my personal problem with Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, I think, outside of the fact that I don't think it's written very well, yeah. is like all of a sudden they're like 50 years old. <laughs> and yeah. and also I really feel like they're watered down, boring, one-dimensional versions of yes. themselves. Husks of I themselves. feel my biggest issue with Cursed Child, I've been saying cursed, not cursed. I don't know if that's correct. It's <laughs> definitely all of us trying to be a little British. Yeah. It's cursed. like never in your life had you ever said cursed <laughs> until guys- Harry Potter and the Cursed <laughs> Child. Um, did you guys, how do you, how was your first pronunciation of Hermione? Because I said Hermione. Hermione, Hermione, yeah. Hermione until she has Victor Crumb yes, exactly. learn how to say in it book. in the fourth book, which right. I think was in there because they were like, none of the Americans know what this name is. <laughs> I think that might have been true because I remember when they when that moment came in the books because I I knew it was Hermione because my fourth grade teacher that read us the book in class was pronouncing it like Hermione. Hermione. Mm. Shout out to Mr. Dumagar who always did the Hagrid voice and no other voices. Wow, <laughs> he always did a Hagrid voice, which ended up being the literal Hagrid voice. Like <gasps> he he nailed this voice and he did no he attempted to do no other characterization. That I was his that. showcase Hagrid. of Hagrid. That was his mm-hmm. showcase. And he went on to get signed by WME. Wow. Wow. And he, so he um, sorry. 
<laughs> so basically, um, once I found out that it was her my own name, blew your mind. I was like, how the fuck could there be that many syllables no. in mm-hmm. this name? It's, like, I don't accept it. <laughs> there was a girl. I mean, I remember that there's this girl named uh, Ariana. Um, her name was actually Ariana Grante, which is <gasps> no. very close. Too close. <laughs> well, you know who she it's, was. It was Ariana, was Ariana Grande. Grande. <laughs> in my in my fourth grade class, and she was listening to the books on tape, and she told me that it was Hermione, and I dismissed her out of hand. You were like, I was like, that's absurd. Speaking of the <laughs> speaking of the audiobook and pronunciations, so originally, and J.K. Rowling abides by this. It's pronounced Voldemort, silent T. What? And then the guy yes. who read the audiobooks pronounced it Voldemort up until the. F- fifth book after the movies had come out and after the the characters in the movie pronounced it Voldemort he had to correct his own pronunciation and so yeah that's like I little... never said Voldemort no me neither I, I absolutely like always said Voldemort I don't understand Voldemort <laughs> I don't un- I don't get like is this supposed to be friend it's supposed to be friend <gasps> that's another problem that I have with cursed child what what is that they uh, like we, we have to I don't know if we have to go in the plot but the, at the point where they're traveling and they're in the Voldemort world yes. yeah. everyone's saying his name and I'm like they wouldn't be saying his name they would yeah, all be saying right. the Dark Lord oh this is yes an there oh, is a lot so right. there is a lot a lot dropped also the book implies that Harry went to Godric's Hollow once with Petunia but that's not true no. Harry had never heard of Godric's Hollow until, until that book, book until the seventh book until that book came out yeah I, I think it's just very obvious like there's a lot missing not only is there a lot of logic drops but also the humor is totally missing mm-hmm. the, the, the humor of the books and Henry brought this up because Henry Kapersky my boyfriend read this prior and I'm about halfway through yeah but Henry has, has read it and absolutely hated it and he's a huge fan mm-hmm. and his biggest problem is just like for sheer enjoyment value like humor is gone yeah it, it's just not it's funny it's trying no. very very hard they're very they're trying really hard to have Scorpius Be Malfoy the play relief. the Ron role but he yeah. has none of Ron's charm it's yeah. just not there and I think it's because the characters are too fast and you can tell Whatever spark she has, and I think the strongest part of Harry Potter are the characters. It's yes, like yes, it's absolutely. the best, most fun part. You get to know them. All of them seem off. None of them yeah. seem correct in Cursed Child. And like there are parts of the plot that I think are fun, but it's like hyper accelerated. Yeah. And Oof. the characters are all wrong. Yeah. Like Ron's like Ron's like it like the joke shop guy now, which I know he runs Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. Like I know that that's like canon. But his personality but... is so different. Yeah, and Hermione. She's boring. Yeah, she's boring. She's nothing. She's uh, spoiler alert. She's the Minister of Magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Um, very cool. Yeah, but the thing is. Her character is gone. There is a way, there has to be a way to make what's so fun and funny and interesting and amazing about Hermione and like age that to where she is now. But there's no humor in her character. All the scenes that I've read so far between Hermione and Harry are so paint dry. Yeah. And Harry is just like, I don't know. Like it, it's and, and of course Ginny's whole role in the book is what's happening, babe. Yeah. What's going on, uh, sweetheart? Harry, you Enough. need to be a better father, Harry. Like my, I'm just, I'm just a mom now. Like I'm <laughs> the wife. <laughs> and uh, and like so, another thing is that Albus Severus, mm-hmm. Harry's son, who shouldn't have named that. No, absolutely. <laughs> Can we talk not. about the names for one second? Yeah. Horrible. 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 Very literally bad. bad. Bad names. Very very bad. Scorpius, terrible. Rose, Rose, Delphi, Delphi, Delphi. 
And Rose and Hugo are very... Hugo's not even in it, but Hugo's yeah. their other child. Hugo's a solid name. I would have rather followed a Hugo Potter. Yeah. Absolutely love the name Hugo, Hugo, <laughs> Hugo for this. I love Hugo. Why the fuck is her name Rose? Yeah, it's very <laughs> That is so strange. stupid. And then like... Uh, it's... Is she yeah. 80 years old? Her name's Ro- What? Rose like, Granger Weasley. Rose Granger Weasley, which I do think it's badass. That's yeah, I Granger. do that like Minnie's nice. Granger Weasley. She's like, I'm a Granger Weasley. And I'm like, yes, yeah, you are, Mitch. Yeah, yes, you are. I do. I do love that. Uh, so but, I love it. So Albus Severus goes into Slytherin. And that's yeah. the big thing. Yeah. But they never show anything throughout the rest of the book to show why he's in Slytherin. Mm. Like they have, but like it would be cool to see that he's like ambitious or whatever it is. Like maybe he, like they tried it that he's like brooding. He's like sad, but Slytherin's thing is that they're ambitious. So show him being ambitious. And that's why it doesn't make any sense because all he is in this thing is kind of, exactly the same as Harry. He's sure. like super brave. Like I, it just doesn't make any Totally. I feel like that's sense. probably a, de- a device just to get him and Scorpius to Yeah, be. exactly. But it's like you have such a cool opportunity to have him kind of maybe struggle with being a shittier person. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being a Slytherin, you know? Like, At the end of the day, why is he in Slytherin? Because they needed him to be in Slytherin for the fucking book. Yeah. They did no work in the early pages of the text which you absolutely can accomplish you you show one tiny thing about his character and then later on we believe that he's in Slytherin all we see is him being nervous and terrified that he's going to be put in Slytherin and then he gets put in Slytherin and honestly it just depresses me the whole thing yeah and I'm at the point in the book now where I don't really want to give too many spoilers but they're about to do something that is going to alter the course of a lot Mm -hmm. and I I know it's going to ruin a lot of things have Mm -hmm. you Spread the scene with the trolley witch. Yeah. Okay. I have so many problems. I actually. I'm I don't gonna, know I, what you guys are talking I'm gonna, about. I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to the trolley witch later. <laughs> no, but spoil it for me because I read the whole synopsis and I was like, what? Yeah. So, what? so we have a we have a segment later on the show called I don't think so, honey. Okay. And I don't think so, honey. My my mine is going to be focused on uh, the, tro- the trolley, the trolley witch. witch. Okay, okay because, because I agree. <laughs> can we talk about the trolley witch now? Yes, what is we can this? talk about it. So. Basically, you know the trolley witch who walks down the oh, and on the hardware on the hardware pumpkin awesome. pasties, dear. Iconic, really iconic. Yeah. Do you want a pasty? Yeah, that's oh, it. That's iconic. all. That's literally all she does in the books. Iconic, great. So, in <laughs> Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, truly iconic. Truly I'm iconic. Not, I'm not joking. No, neither am I. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, they. There's a scene where they try to get off the train. Yes. So Albus and Scorpius, who's Scorpius Malfoy, he's mm-hmm. the, the son of Draco Malfoy. Trying to who has make, a crush on Rose Granger Weasley. Uh, and give me a like fucking so break. Because of course it's got to be that. They're right? trying to yeah. escape the train and meet with the Diggories. No, they're trying. Yeah. So yeah. they're trying to leave the train. All of a sudden, the trolley witch is on top of the train. <laughs> she's, on, yeah. she's on top of yeah. the train. She's, <laughs> she's like, what's going on? And they're like, what the fuck like what are you doing yes so she's like her hands turn into spikes yes and she screams a bellow scream and says no one leaves this train so you <gasps> find out that the trolley witch is not really a person she's more of like an entity and part of the train yeah. she's like no. a magical element of the train who's lived there for hundreds of years and she's never let anyone get off the train <laughs> which honestly <laughs> yeah, yes queen yes queen but yes, also girl. no I hate yes you better work <laughs> you better keep those kids on the train you better sell she your becomes that she becomes that fucking mutant 
legs too with the nails. She literally yes. turns into Wolverine, screams a horrifying scream. They get away from her, but then later on, Hermione says, "Well, the trolley witch is just so embarrassed and so <laughs> frustrated." Oh, so the trolley my witch God. is very upset. Yeah. Um, other two biggest revelations of cursed child. Also, she she comes out and says she has no name. Yeah, she's forgotten okay, her now. name. Yes. This is none of this is canon. She's the what trolley were witch. Res- <laughs> I other, dismiss it. Other two biggest revelations of Cursed Child, I will say, uh, conf- confirmation that Voldemort and Bellatrix fucked. Fuck. Wait, did I it. did not know. I didn't oh, get that's to a spoiler. That. Alert. Oh my god, I need I'm, that. Yes. So confirmation that Voldemort and Bellatrix did it. Which thank God. Yeah, I they mean, both needed it. I mean, oh. come on. They both <laughs> honestly, it probably was amazing. It probably, it was probably, they were probably flying around. Honestly, it probably was amazing. Honestly, Elise is getting her fan fiction. Yes. There was probably some snake play involved. Yeah. Right oh, now. yeah. You they, know there was snake play. You know Nagini got into it. Yes, Nagini was involved. <laughs> all of the all of the different Nagini objects involved. were involved. Like, <laughs> Horcruxes. Oh, yes. Bellatrix's like, primal screams were yeah. probably absolutely horrifying, but sexy. Sexy. Yes. And you know, su- uh, wait, what's the second revelation? Um, what's the next revelation? That Moaning Myrtle's real full name is Myrtle Elizabeth. Ariana Grande. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Myrtle Ariana Grande. No, it's Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. Yes, Shut I up. saw that. Oh my God, that's so funny. Shut up. I Myrtle love Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Myrtle, first of all, Warren. Yeah, I guess it's a British name. Myrtle I, Elizabeth Warren. Oh my Warren. God, that's I, too good. I feel like even if she knew... <laughs> Even if she knew. Even if J.K. Rowling knew and named her that or did it, I don't <laughs> care. I love that so much. There's oh, another revelation good. in the book. Dobby's full name, Do- Dobby Barbara Boxer. It's <laughs> 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 female senators. And of course, Nagini Hillary Clinton. Nagini Hillary Clinton. Which is making the conservatives go wild. Yes, they're eating it up. Um, oh, wow. That's so okay. funny. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs Classic Clogs and Sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals 
for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners. We're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with Gift Mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Well, can I just... So now that I've heard that the confirmation that Bellatrix and Voldemort did fuck... Yes. I just want to ask, yeah. have you treated yourself to a trip to Universal Orlando to go to the Wizarding World? Elise, oh my God. Gone. Elise, you must. I know. <sighs> I I've know. been five times. I can't <laughs> Joe I've just lost. Producer Joe just lost his mind. <laughs> yes, I've spent thousands of dollars on my trips. There. I've heard so much about it. I know that like you can buy the special wand and go to the little places mm -hmm, and do mm -hmm. a thing. But like, so all my Florida family is in Miami. And every time we go, I'm like, guys, can we please go to Orlando? And they're just like, my family won't go with me. So I, I have to go with friends. Like, I've kind of decided that this is the year. Like, you, that no, you must go. You must. We are. Th we're th we might go in early October. We should go. Just saying. Please, please like, invite me because I will come. <laughs> no, honestly, at least you should come. You're because invited. also, like, I, I truly enjoy going with. And I think so. David Mazzoni and Bowen and I went to mm -hmm. Orlando mm -hmm. and what I mean, it was a transcendent. It was the most fun. I like, was kind of, I, honestly, I was managing my expectations a little bit. I was like, well, like, how much fun are we really going to have as adults going to, like, these theme parks that are, like, designed for kids? But, oh, my God. It was it's the moving. funnest experience. I'm a huge Disneyland freak, too. Yeah. I love, because when I was a little kid, I grew up in L.A., and my mom's best friend did the window displays for Main Street USA. Wow. Which are amazing. Yeah. And so she would get us free tickets all the time, and so we would go to Disneyland. And so I, like... 
when I was a little kid, I went to Disneyland all of the time. So as far as theme parks go, like that is the type of theme park that I enjoy. Immersive. Like magical, immersive worlds. And that's my whole love thing Wizarding too. World. And you will love Wizarding World. Ugh. When you, so for, I, I would know, have, I I, so go. here, I'm going to actually map out an itinerary for those of you who might want to go. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here's what you must do. You have to go, you have to get a multi-day pass. Yes. Cause, cause it's the studios, Universal Studios Florida and Anza Adventure. You go to Diagon Alley like you would if yeah, you were a course. student. Mm-hmm. You go to Diagon Alley, you peruse the shops, you get your gig, <laughs> you, you know, maybe you go in star. You maybe go into Ollivanders. <gasps> you got it. Perhaps be chosen by the the wand attendant and have a, have an, have a moment. I have a moment, honey. So you go into Gringotts Bank, you do the ride of your life, the Gringotts ride, which features Ooh. Helena and Ray Fiennes <laughs> as Voldemort and Bellatrix. They get up in your face. It's a roller coaster experience that's also 3D and also like an immersive ride. Oh, and they God. get up in your face and it is very scary. It's incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. So it is so good. So basically it takes place the ride like in between books like six and seven when they need to break into the vault. Mm-hmm. It, it takes place, I think, during seven. During when seven, when you're in the vaults, when with, they're in the vaults, and like Bel- with like, the Hungarian, with the Hungarian horntail. There is a Hungarian yes. horntail in the ride. In the ride, yes. there is a Hungarian the horntail. blind dragon. Yes, that's under yes. The, a blind abused dragon. Oh. To yes, be free. like I'm talking about thrill ride, multiple launches, like so good. Honestly, so good. I need to pause that part in the book. Incredible. The way yes. the, the fact that she was able to write an action sequence like that, like they're yeah. breaking into Gringotts and like making it feel like high octane, high adrenaline. It's incredible. I'm like getting chills just thinking about yeah. it in the book. Oh I my mean, God. me reading it when I was that age, I was like, well, this is going to be That's a like when seven yes. takes off too. Yes, Cause the yes. beginning of seven is like kind of a rough ride. It's a like it's very upsetting. Sad. Ron, Ron dis like the when Ron goes away, it's like Hermione's so awful. in such a funk. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dobby oh, dies. Also, PotterCon was this weekend, and there were a lot of amazing silver does. A couple beautiful. That's cool. Just like wow. hot girls dressed as the silver doe, and they were awesome. Patronus oh cosplay. Yes. Patronus cosplay. There was one girl in like an all white bodysuit, and she had wrapped um, Christmas lights around herself, and then done like deer makeup, like I love really it. good. And I was like girl that you it. won you're I love so it. beautiful also in diagon alley is um oh god the weasley's shop yeah yes. weasley's wizard weasley's wizard weasley's. 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 amazing and um birdie bots birdie bots which is uh, like and florian's ice cream shop florian Ooh, so he gets kidnapped from <laughs> i know <laughs> well it's luckily like, luckily there's some quote unquote British people to man the store because everyone's sure, British everyone's too British. in Harry Potter world oh, in Orlando <laughs> although actually I think they do hire a lot of people from the UK for the for they do. Harry Potter world they yeah. do. especially when it first opened because I went when it first opened the first time I went was Christmas when it first opened so oh, you can imagine uh, there was a th- first of all there was a three hour wait to get into the part of the theme park of Alan's Adventure that was Harry Potter world mm-hmm. and my sister and oh I my God. we just felt like better than everyone else yeah. and we were like we feel as if we shouldn't have to wait on this line <laughs> so we literally walked past it oh my god into the oh my god fi- no one stopped us that 
I've learned. It was crazy. You can do that. I did that at <laughs> Cafe Du Monde in, uh, in New Orleans. Like that thing that like tourists wait on like such a long line to go. Yeah. Me and my group, we just passed the line and seated ourselves yeah. in the God. restaurant. And it worked no. perfectly. I was like, I've given my life yeah. to this. I was like, these people are here because they're tourists and their family brought them here. You and, like, don't know were, that. No, they didn't deserve it as much yeah. as me. I walked right in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got, but that's um, the thing is what would Harry do? Harry would cut he would, the, yeah, he would right walk in. right in. He like, would walk in. You know, and like I felt very, you know, her, he would Hermione do, he would in that moment. He would his himself into sort of like a park attendant and he would be in the park. Sure. What, sure. If, so, what if someone had stopped me and I just went like, Imperio. <laughs> and they were like, okay. They walk in. We're dealing with like a true crazy person. Can we please? Oh my God. Um, uh, okay, so wait. Let me. Yes. So after you do Gringotts, the bank, the ride, which features also true goblins like all over. Yes. Yes. Um, you get on the Hogwarts Express, which is a true train that takes you to the other theme park. Mm-hmm. And you get off the train and then you're in Hogsmeade. Oh, right. Because it's Hogsmeade Village as well. Yes. yes. So there's a Diagon Alley and then there's the original Hogsmeade Village. So you walk through Hogsmeade Village, you turn the corner. There's like amazing uh, dueling dragons rolling coaster called Dragon Challenge. It's themed to the Triwizard Tournament. Mm-hmm. There's like Hagrid's house. It's like a little roller coaster that goes through it called Flight of the Hippogriff. It's like there's like a little hippogriff animatronic that's very, very cool, very cute. Mm-hmm. And then you round the corner and there's Hogwarts and it takes your breath away. It, takes oh. your breath it, away. it is it is shocking. I have and to go. Throughout the whole throughout the whole park they're of course pumping the music which is just mm. like the best the best the john best. williams so score is just pumping through the whole thing my and favorite like, part of the song is um that's the best part of the song see i i love the more like epic versions of it which i i really honestly there's a moment where you're waiting online for uh the hogwarts ride which honestly it's indescribable. Yes. I mean, you get you start you get on the line for the Hogwarts ride, and you essentially walk through the grounds of Hogwarts, and you walk through. It's beautiful. You see the mirror. I'm like Arased. sweating. You see. <laughs> That's amazing. You see um the uh the um the scores of the houses. You see the dark defense against the dark arts classroom. You go. You walk through the defense against arts classroom, which is amazing. You Recreated walk to scale with the film. It's incredible. Dumbledore's office. You walk through the herbology gardens. You literally walk through all of it, and then you you do you walk through this part of the hallway where the four he- heads of houses are in portraits having conversations with each other, and it's just like so fascinating to be a fan of the books and like listen to them talk. Ugh. It's just so cool, and there it's really for us. Yes. Yeah, that's and awesome. Then the last thing you see before you get on the ride, which is mind blowing, <laughs> is the Sorting Hat, basically like. Breaking reality and like telling you about safety. The sorting hat is <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. don't put your arms and feet outside the car, <laughs> or um, you'll be whatever, whatever, splurched or whatever Harry Potter words. Yeah. So um, basically, then you get on it, and it's this unbelievable. You do the ride; it's like two and a half minutes long. Your feet touch the ground, and you can't believe what you've been through. Um, that sounds so incredible uh, I endorse. At Pot- so at PotterCon there was also a really good mirror of Erised costume she <gasps> won the costume contest because she made the entire like structure of the mirror and it looked perfect and then she was Ron Weasley holding the house cup with all of the medals oh and stuff my and God. she would stand in it that's amazing so that's it incredible. was like it was 
unreal. Also, so I haven't been to Harry Potter World, but what I did do was the Warner Brothers studio tour mm-hmm, in England yes. when mm-hmm, I went. Mm-hmm. And it was just the greatest. So you, when you go in, they like show you this movie that's mm-hmm. like all about, they put you in this like movie theater and then they show you like all this behind the scenes stuff of the movie and they, and it's narrated by like, like 13 year old Emma and Daniel and, oh Rupert, my and they're God. like, we love being in the films, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then the screen, <laughs> the screen lifts up and it's the doors to Hogwarts and they open and it's the, full set Come for, the on. Great, for the great hall that's crazy and you walk in and it's just like the most insane thing and then the tour is like self-guided so you're allowed to be in there for as long as you want and they have all of the costumes ton of the original sets so dumbledore's office is in there they have the full diagon alley set <gasps> so you walk down and you see like weasley's wizard wheezes was like the big like guy picking his hat off and like you can walk through the full platform nine and three quarters set and get oh. on the train. It's like, wow. I can't and believe you, like, I learned all when these I was different there. things. Like um, they showed all of Umbridge's costumes from the fifth movie and they were like, as she gets more powerful, her she, outfits get pinker. pinker. Yeah. Like I love more that. intensely pink. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know any of that. They have um, the statue uh, from the Ministry of Magic of like the wizards trampling on all the muggles, like the evil Voldemort uh. statue and stuff. It, was unreal. Where is this? Scotland, Ireland? It's in the U. It's like in Britain. You have to like take, you can take a bus. It's like a bus from some train station that wasn't hard to get to. When Henry and I were there, we saw advertisements for it. We only had a limited time and I think it was sold out or something or like it was really expensive. So Mm. we couldn't go. But I now am having such regrets because I really want to go. It's so cool. And they have everything and they just have, they also have like, Interesting things like um, a lot of like the cast and crew are in the portraits. And so they showed mm. you like the portraits in the in Hogwarts and then like which cast and crew member, or which director of the movie yeah, it actually great. is and stuff like oh, that. So I literally live. I live. I live. Um, talk about PotterCon because okay. what what was it? So <laughs> so PotterCon, this girl, Margaret Ann Kaminsky, who's great, I guess just started it as it started as a get together for her friends in a mm-hmm. bar and that's how it first started. And then it got bigger and bigger. And then last year, and I think the year before it was at the bell house, I got involved with it last year. She had contacted me because I've made it known to the world. Yeah. <laughs> that I love Harry Potter and that yes. I do comedy. So I got yeah. in touch with her. Um, and that was like at the bell house and it was awesome. Yeah. I um, love the bell house. What a good venue. It was for so it. much fun. Yeah, but perfect. this year it was at Fucking, Irving Plaza, that's, which is insane. Yeah. And it was two days <gasps> at Irving Plaza. Yeah. I did. I like, I did the sorting ceremony on the first day. So I got to do the opening wow. sorting and it was very fun. And I brought Pat Wise who had never, who is not a, he's, he's an only seen the movies person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was my <laughs> so Dumbledore. Fuck him. Yeah. It's well, also <laughs> MuggleNet, so MuggleNet did a review, which was awesome, and they and, and my name's on MuggleNet. Oh my which god! Is like something that has never, yeah, they plugged my Twitter on MuggleNet. It was fucking. I sweet. saw that they oh were like follow. What but they also the they also were like Pat Wise, star of the evening, <laughs> star of the day. No, <laughs> he's so not worthy. Furious. They were like he played a very casual Dumbledore. It well, was hilarious. So we 
we ran this racket where like we only got one free drink, but the drinks at the Irving Plaza were like mad expensive. Yeah. And we were like, okay, this is not gonna fly. So we decided to tell the audience that anyone who brought drinks for us to the stage would get um sorted immediately into whatever house they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and so by the end, both Pat and I, the article suggests that only Pat did it, but we both did it. <laughs> both Pat and I had, were double fisting beers, which was awesome. We got a bunch of free drinks from it. Love it. Uh, I was I was supposed to have a second show in the evening. Literally went to the show, said, I'm too drunk to be here. Left the show. Couldn't <laughs> do the show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> had to go home. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I love I got That's too fucked up at PotterCon. But at least you Potter. showed up and said, I can't I, sh- do I showed up. I walked in. I was like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, there's no way. <laughs> I cannot work out these new characters right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, can I ask what the vibe was like? Okay, so they come up on stage. Yes. Walk us through it. So the vibe is really good because it is a 21 and over event. So mm. it's, like, very fun. I also think that in general, because the original Harry Potter, not this cursed child mess, but the original Harry Potter is so funny. Yeah. Like, that's such a huge part of the heart of the series that the Harry Potter fans are a very good, humored bunch. So it's, like, a very fun thing. The way the sorting ceremony works is that people all put their names into a goblet of fire, Mm -hmm. and then I come up with it, and then there's another cauldron that has personality questions. And so I just pull names. It was literally an hour of me pulling names, bringing people up. We'd ask them the the questions I throw it to the audience to sort them and Dumbledore makes the final call Um, (laughs) which I'm sure was very fun for him yes Pat did one dude brought him a beer and Pat did not sort him into the house of his choice and then so he came up to the stage and he he did that and then Pat sorted him into Hufflepuff (laughs) noted Slytherin Pat yes very rude and then I pulled the guy's name later so he came back up on stage and was like hey redemption (laughs) hour and it was very tense but he did get to go to the Gryffindor eventually which is good what house do you think that you're in Gryffindor okay I feel very strongly about it yeah I believe that you're a Gryffindor I'd be either I've been told I would be a Slytherin but I feel like and I think you can speak to this I feel like a vast majority of people self sort themselves into Ravenclaw. Yes. I think it's, I think it's what a lot of people do when they're like, I want to say that I'm in a cool house and that I'm smart, but I don't want to be, um, as braggadocious as yes. to, say to say that I'm a Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Which is why they do that. A hundred percent. Yes. So a lot of people say Ravenclaw. I think also like probably the crowd that we're hanging out with has like a, uh, like an intellectually liberal vibe. And they want, they, they want to be like, they want to be Ravenclaws. What I always say about myself is I I really feel like depending on what phase of my life you talk about, Mm -hmm. like I would have been in different houses. Like when I was a kid, when I was 11 years old, you would have put me in Gryffindor for sure. What about now? In my early twenties, for sure. Slytherin, (laughs) like Uh absolutely late teens, early twenties, Slytherin down right now in my life. I feel like I'm a Hufflepuff, Explain but I will, this. but I will die a Ravenclaw. Okay. <laughs> so interesting that you're like, get allowing yourself the flux to change houses. Why are you a Hufflepuff now? Explain right this. now. I feel like I'm a Hufflepuff because I'm very laissez faire about the whole thing. Like I, I don't really, think that means you're a Hufflepuff. No, though. I think it does. I think because I'm embracing the fun and trying to be like, like kind and just really trying to be like, like in this new phase of my life, like just trying to be like, Hey, you know, let's enjoy life. Love it. Like, I really don't feel like that. 
lines up with any other house. And you know, we did this last week with Sam Taggart. We talked about Sex in the City, mm-hmm. and we talked about a the Sex in the City ladies. Yes. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I feel like I identify as a Carrie is because I strongly feel disconnected from the other three. Yes, mm-hmm. and I would say like. If you were to break them all four of them down into traits, like, yeah, I feel like a Hufflepuff right now, which Henry, my boyfriend, gets mad when I call him a Hufflepuff, but he is. He's a Hufflepuff. And it's not a bad thing. In the best way, yeah. But so, but Hufflepuff, so Hufflepuff's thing is like unafraid of toil. (laughs) Like, like. (laughs) That is not Matt Rogers (laughs) at all. And you think I'm afraid of toil? (laughs) 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 <laughs> As I sit my cocktail. Dur- oh, oh my during PotterCon, the first girl who got sorted into Hufflepuff said that she liked to watch Shameless, so we all decided that Shameless was another Hufflepuff. Yes, they all love Shameless. shameless. <laughs> like, like unafraid of toil, great friend, Shameless. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, they oh, they, they like, all love trained. the show Shameless. Oh my god, that's um, so funny. But so, like, I don't know. I you always think Ross about and- Hufflepuffs as like. <laughs> The people from my high school who went to UVA, like they worked very hard and they got. (laughs) (laughs) Says Udell's Elise Morales, where all the Gryffindors go. That is true. Well, listen, (laughs) University of Delaware is. It's um you have to be brave to get through it. Wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge school, it's right? School. Because I like, had several friends that went there and were our age. It's a big. It's a big little school because you know, like Delaware is a small state, so yeah. I feel like it's a it's a state school, but for a small state, right, so it's kind of right, like right. Sure. I think it's like twelve thousand undergrads or yeah. something. Okay. So it's like, like sizable. Right. It's that situation where I could throw out three names and like, of course you wouldn't know them, but there's that chance you would yeah. know one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas so, like you know, with other things, it's not. Yeah, the case. I feel like Hufflepuffs work very hard and they're generally likable, but I'm not. I'm not, I mean, I guess Cedric did. You wouldn't fuck score. one. I well, it depends on what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric, Cedric, Cedric? I, think we'd, I think we'd all fuck Cedric. Yes. We'd all fuck Cedric. I would ghost Cedric. <laughs> uh, before we move on, I think what Elise, I just want to point out something, underline something Elise mentioned is that Harry Potter fans have a sense of humor because the books are funny. You would Big not time. be able to do the same thing with Lord of the Rings fans because they no. would take it so seriously. No. Yeah, it's very serious, and I think probably like Game of Thrones. Same, fans yeah, are a like, little bit. Yeah. Game of Thrones has some humor because of like Tyrion and stuff. And Hodor, but. Or whatever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you um, also a Lord of the uh, sorry Game of Thrones fan I've read the books and I watched the show but it's not the same like no, I'm not, not as into like I'm not like an encyclopedia for that stuff but I think that Harry Potter has a very fun light heart and that like showed up in PotterCon like everyone is there to have a really good time good. Yes. people are drinking they're they have funny costumes like there, there were a lot of really, really amazing costumes. There was this one Voldemort there who had like full prosthetics. It was crazy. Oh, wow. But there was also like cute friends who came as Ron and uh, Padma Patel, and like uh-huh. he, like like it was two gals, and one was wearing like <laughs> the shitty frilly robes that Ron had, uh-huh. like they, the she bought ball. them online, yeah. and then the other one had like the like an orange sari, and they like went on and just like they would walk <laughs> around looking pissed off at each other, and he would like <laughs> like they like they would kind of hold hands and then be like mmm, and i was they like they did it I in lo- character I oh my god it. i See, loved it you know what's your favorite book uh goblet of fire same goblet of fire goblet i absolutely of- think it when you look back on this series like goblet of fire was the one 
I think because like of how it starts and how it like just the yeah. procession of like you know you got the Yule Ball you got the Triwizard Tournament uh-huh. you have like them yes. in the thick of their like adolescence yes and then it ends with the dark turn and the books are never it's the same. perfectly paced because the first three books all led up to some big event at the end mm-hmm. whereas Goblet of Fire had like three forward like, spaced motion. out it was like high energy events it straddles the goblet of fire is the book that like lives in the two worlds that exist in harry potter yes. which are yeah. like the light frivolous like dumbledore's password is lemon drops world yeah. of like the first three uh-huh. books and the upside and then, down <laughs> and then the like like you need to confront death harry yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh. the last like it lives in kind of both of those worlds they're like silly goofy things like yes. the Rita Skeeter plotline I think is like very there's so many fun subplots in yeah. Goblet of Fire Rita Skeeter yes and then like Harry loving Cho Chang starts yeah. then yes. that's when you get the first hint of Ron and Hermione really yes. it's true which is so very fun I and hot Hermione hot, yes hot Hermione. hot Hermione I'll never forget yeah hot Hermione was a moment in time mm-hmm. I will never... Have we talked about this on this podcast before? Because I'm having deja vu right now. About Ha Hermione? About, about this um, moment of... So I will never forget a moment in my life that changed my life. Mm-hmm. What? Was what? when um, I remember I was reading Goblet of Fire. And I was sitting by by the pool. And I was like reading it. And I remember it was the moment when... They've grabbed Harry and Cedric have decided to grab the cup together, and they, yes. it's a port key, and they mm-hmm. get transported to the manor. And when Cedric was murdered by Voldemort, mm-hmm. Kill this that absolutely, I had to put the book down, and I had to like do several like laps around my yard. I was like, my life has changed because that shit it had not happened before. no it had never happened and also i think in my like short life at that time mm-hmm. like i had never like actually understood like kids die no like like i really like sh- that was a choice it also happens so fast, fast. yeah it happens in like it's an instant and never like forget the line he was dead before he hit the ground yeah never forget the line uh We'll never forget that. And Fred Weasley, uh, the ghost of his last laugh still on his face when he died. Whoa. Oh, my God. In the sevens? Yeah. That's a big one. The ghost of of his his last last laugh laugh still on his face. face. Yeah. That is really... Wow. Oh my god. (laughs) The seventh book, too, is phenomenal. Yeah. Seven is... She could have fucked that up for real. And she, like, hit a home run. The Battle of Hogwarts is one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. And then, like... Harry meeting Dumbledore at King's Cross and like that that beautiful like, oh so Ooh, and beautiful and like the gross like fetal Voldemort yes. and just like dying absolutely oh, horrible boy. and also I just feel like it's so rare as an artist like that you truly like especially at that level of commercial success for her like yes. where you truly nail something you follow on every through. level like oh. she stuck the landing so, so hard, hard. Yeah. and so for her to be on her Twitter and say, gosh, I wish I hadn't put Hermione and Ron together. So ridiculous. I'm like, on. get so ridiculous. Out of here. Because also, it's so much cooler that Harry and Hermione are just good friends. It's yes. absolutely way cooler. I think, like, 
I think that show, having a strong platonic male female friendship at the heart of the story, like, is huge. Is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's like like you don't see that in books. It would have completely undercut all this stuff. Yes. Yes. Like it would have made her instead of her being Hermione, it would have made her Harry's her Harry's girlfriend yeah. exactly, and she stands on her own more when she's with Ron. And Absolutely. Not, like. Yeah. And I'm, also just like, yeah, just like you can't take Hermione's power away from her. That does take away everything. And also if she had a regret, then come out and say that it's you put Hermione with anybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I just hated that. I, I just thought it was so disrespectful. And I was like, because we all were with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and then to hear how she would change other things about the books. Like, I can't really relate any yeah. specifics right now but just I don't want to hear how she would have rewritten it or yeah. how she would do She's, it now I don't I, JK's a little too like eager to like hit, yeah, the, hit the keyboard and be like She's I know I think she's adrift a little bit yeah. with what to do with this thing and newsflash what she should do is write the Marauders prequel That's exactly what I've been thinking since the third book News Yeah it's just like well I think she doesn't want to do it because it's precisely the thing that everyone wants Ugh. her to do but it's all, it's so there. It's, it's all there. Already and there. I said that shit on stage at PotterCon and it got like raucous applause. Like people yes. want it. And it's like, oh my God, Irving Plaza gave you like a huge applause break. That's crazy. It, yeah. but, like, j- uh, just Pop because I was like, moment. we need to know. I was like, we need to know how Lillian, how did Lily start liking James? We like don't really get the yeah. answers to that. And then <laughs> the other thing is like, Sirius is really hot and like yeah. I would love to explore that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they I, were all hot. James Potter was hot. Sirius yeah. hot. They were like the and fucking Lupin rat was pack. hot in like a like a cute little Lupin way and then Pettigrew hot. no. No, Pettigrew no. no. That was my one thing. I was just like, why is Pettigrew friends with I that? know and it's also like when your friend turns into a rat when the animal that expresses his heart is that he's a rat. It's red like flag. maybe we need yeah, red <laughs> flag. When his animagus is a rat Red flag. Yeah, <laughs> red flag. We also, gotta move forward. My yeah. favorite part of the seventh book was exploring, was it seventh or sixth? Exploring Snape and you finding out yes. James is a total asshole. Yes. And it's like, the, like Love that. Uh, that James. It's so interesting because in the first books, there's so much James adoration. Like yes. Harry's focus is so much on James and like knowing more about James, his father. Yeah. And towards the end, it really becomes so much more about Lily. And you like find out Ugh. that Lily was like really the heart of everything. And that like she was the one who was like good and kind. And she yes. saved him. And yeah, Ugh. and that she saved him with her mother's love. Oh, I absolutely my God. loved that. That Snape back story yes. from, from the last beautiful. book. Prince's Tale. Really One of the well best chapters done. of any book ever. It was truly well done. Ooh. And that's like, for, for, like, for me, it's like, I haven't finished this. I will finish it, um, Curse of Child. But the thing is, like, I don't need this. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, when, when she ended the last book with An All Was Well, that was good for me. Yeah, you know I actually I mean? didn't want to continue further in Harry's life. I would like to know back more or I do think it's interesting that she's doing Fantastic Beasts. I'm like interested to see sure. what she's going to do. Yeah. Have you guys read any of the like Pottermore stuff about like the other wizarding schools and stuff in like America? that? So there's the one in America. There's one in Africa. The names Africa. were crazy. The names yeah, were Ilver insane. Yeah, Ilvermorny is the American Ilver one Morny. and then the house names 
also said this at PotterCon. Feels like a first draft. Uh, <laughs> Very, <laughs> run through these again. They're, they're so bad. Very Wampus, first Wampus, which is what I got. It's like some sort of large cat. Pugwudgie, which is like a tiny humanoid figure. I got Pugwudgie. Uh, horned Serpent. What the hell? So Make stupid. a name Thunderbird. for a horned serp- Thunderbird. And those are them. This is it's what every this is what every kid like names the shit that it's, they draw. And it's what cursed child feels like. It feels like Ugh. fan fiction. I think that J.K. Rowling is also like a profoundly British woman. And if she's going to be writing about other people and other places, she needs some other hands on deck. Because yes. like so she was writing about the other schools. I think it's very cool. There are some problems. One Oh, Africa has one school. <laughs> yeah. And yep. they don't the whole and they don't yeah. use wands and they all learn to turn into animals. <laughs> oh god. Give me a break. Um, oh man. So South America also has one school. It's in Brazil. All of Asia has one school. It's in Japan. So let's talk <laughs> about how China has nowhere to has, put all their wizards. The Chinese their wizards. have to learn Japanese. The, first of all, <laughs> the Japanese are not letting like Koreans and Chinese people come to their school. <laughs> is this true? No, I just oh, that's oh, my yeah, yeah, extrapolation yeah. is that Japan's not doing that. Right, right, right. So, like, but also Japan does have a cool backstory where like they get these robes at the start of their learning, and as they grow, the robes change color. Like as they learn more about magic, and then if they um if they like become a dark magic person or like a dark wizard, they turn white and it's like dishonor on your family, which is like, well, cool to, for you to bring in dishonor on your family. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. But she just needs, so let's like, where, wait, so where is this information? Pottermore? On Pottermore. So there are three schools in Europe, Durmstrang, Bobaton and yeah, Hogwarts. Hogwarts. And then every other continent has one and Australia has none. <laughs> And it's just a mess. And I'm like, girl, this is very cool. But like you need she already got in trouble for like the way she talked. She did a whole series on magic in North America and like wove in a lot of like Native American things and did it in a way that Native American people didn't like. And I was like, you shouldn't have touched this. You should not have gone here with this, which like obviously if she's going to write about magic in North America, it's good for her to include like Native American people, but maybe get some of those people on your team to research. like help you. Yeah. Right. Cause I guess she like took this very like skinwalkers are like a sacred like yes. thing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, they're really just wizards. And people Ooh. were like, no, no, no they're not, not really just wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's an extraordinarily talented person. Yes. I think that there is a time to say goodbye. Yeah. And like, yeah. I think, you know, she is in a place right now. She's certainly in a financial place where she can afford to say goodbye. Yes. I really don't think it's that she needs money. I think she's a creative person who wants to create more. And I, I, I truly think like she thinks that she's contributing as she puts more and more in the world. And also, I do think there's a lot of pressure on yes. her yeah. from keep- the industry to keep doing it, keep going. But the thing is like within what she set up like like i have no problem with fantastic beasts yeah. being a movie i have no yeah, problem yeah. with that i think like, that's kind of fun i think it's going to be cool that it's in the us in the 20s and stuff i think that's yeah. really fun like eddie redman it's awesome it. i guess like don't fuck up what you've already perfected yeah, yeah. because it's that's so, what cursed child feels yeah, like yeah and honestly i like there is an element and i'll just say on here like spoiler alert maybe turn the volume down for the next 10 15 seconds there's an element of time travel and i feel like it's going to be very back 
Back to the Future where it's going to fuck some shit up. It's, and, um, yeah. yeah. It's, and I'm not happy about it. It's very like, it's very winky because now it's like you're going back to all these moments that people it's remember. It's fan service. Yeah. It's fan and, service. Yes. I mean, it reads kind of like a fan fiction to be honest. Yeah. Like that it's like these characters, but they're not exactly right. And they're like doing, they're doing things that, I don't know. I think I don't. I just don't think that Cursed Child is what people want. No, no. I don't think like actually. I think the story of Harry was done yeah. at the end of the seventh book, and it kind of like ruins it to have like these people and things coming back. Like you know, another potential spoiler or whatever. But there's Voldemort stuff in there, and I'm like, no, Voldemort's defeated. Voldemort's done. He defeated Voldemort. He killed the people. Like he sacrificed himself and died and came back to fucking life. And then like Neville killed the snake, and Voldemort's done. And it's the same problem I have really. And I did love The Force Awakens. I did like Star Wars Mm -hmm, a lot. mm -hmm. But it's the same problem I have with that. It's like the Republic has risen. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. what are you talking about? How? <laughs> where yeah. did they come from? How? Wait, wait, honestly, like, answer the question. Like, where did they come from? My biggest because they were wiped out, and and what? You know, I I understand there's conflict again. Make it an entirely new conflict. That was my thing. Is I was like, get a new dark wizard yeah. in yeah. here. Yep, 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 like, yeah. my thing with this is towards the end, and this is just from synopses because I I don't really feel like I care about this book enough to read it or this play enough to read it but there's some plot elements in the end that just feel very deus ex machina like yes. it's like oh well, all of a sudden there's this thing that we didn't of course address before and which the books never did the books were self-contained and realized enough to like have everything yeah. make sense and this just feels like it's pulling stuff out of its ass because it's trying yeah. to be too epic and and it's trying to cover so much ground time-wise you go through what four years in this it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy quickly. it's crazy and there's so much of like character Characters coming up like um like like one example is like a scene at the very very beginning where you meet Scorpius Malfoy and yes. Rose Rose Granger Weasley is like you're the boy who everyone thinks is Voldemort's real son this is your backstory and life yep. goodbye it's horrible <laughs> it's just like it's, I can't I don't like it's very bad it's not all of the things that are great about Harry Potter like the law like the development of things mm-hmm. whatever is like completely undercut in yeah. this thing and also like she should have gotten that lady to do some of the illustrations or yes, something Mary, brought Mary some Grand of that Prey. back yes but i know i just think i think expanding the world is cool i think that if she want well my my prediction is that so we're doing this magic in north america thing with fantastic beast but fantastic beast is kind of like it's obviously going to be a franchise and it's a perfect franchise to travel all around the world yep. so i think she released this stuff about the other wizarding schools because fantastic beast is going to take it'll be a like around the world sure. wizard travel which is cool journey. which is cool i'd like to which read which is definitely cool i'd like to read an excerpt of some bad writing from the cursed child okay, okay. great so this is a scene where um all the all the adult characters arrive at Professor Minerva McGonagall's headmistress. So Minerva McGonagall, who's now got to be 3,000 years old, <laughs> yes. who's still living, yes. is headmistress of Harry Potter. No, headmistress of Hogwarts. Harry Potter. <laughs> she's headmistress of Hogwarts, and she all of a sudden she's in her office and everyone arrives through flu, platter, flu powder flu through powder. the chimney. And this exchange happens between Harry and Draco Malfoy. Quite a surprise to see you, Draco. I thought you didn't believe in my dreams. 
Draco says, I don't, but I do trust your luck. Harry Potter is always where the action is at, and I need my son back with me safe and, safe and sound. Ginny says, then let's go to the Forbidden Forest and find them both. End scene. It's just like <sighs> such middle school play. Yeah, you know? it's like very... It's... Let's it's go bad. here. Next scene. We're it's here. so much of that. It's, it's so shitty. much of that. And also there's like a weird element of like Albus Severus knowing like everything that's ever happened in Harry's life as if he's read the books. And it's like, <laughs> yo, like yeah. I don't know about everything my parents have done. Yeah. And yeah, they're no. like, like, like literally he's like, well, the second task was the one where they went into the water and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why the fuck do you know that? Yeah. Like who would know? Like, why would you like, I don't know about like what, like my mom's cheer competitions no. or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, that, like he just knows everything about Harry's life. And like, it's, it's very black. And I yeah. feel like there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to hear that there's criticism of Cursed Child. There's, there's those people that... It's like me when I watched like season five and six of Lost. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, it's still good. It wasn't. No. And it's like, those people are going to be out there for this book. But here's what I would say to them. It's like, we have earned the right to criticize these yes. books. I mean, because like I said, there's nothing better than the original you know what i mean yeah. like in the original series it's it was amazing like this does not feel right no. and we're allowed to say that it doesn't feel right yeah it's you can tell it's not purely her right mm -hmm. well she um, didn't write it she no the story. she just she, yeah she just supervised the story and you can tell because the characters are all wrong and it just lacks the spark yeah. of the yeah. original my hope is that We'll see some of that in um, Fantastic Beasts. I have really liked the previews of Fantastic Beasts. I think it they looks do good. look fun. I also think it's great that she herself wrote the screenplay. Yes, but and I didn't know that that was true. That's cool. Yes. I don't know. I didn't know that they would have like ugh, Hollywood is so weird. I didn't know that, that they would have like trusted her, a novelist, to write a screenplay for yeah. it. But it looks like they did, and that's exciting for me because I do think she's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I mean, I have really enjoyed like all the little hints at it. I think yeah. that it's really fun. Um, and I am excited to like learn about American wizards and stuff like that. Like it takes place. Yes. Like there's that scene where it shows like the seal for the magical Congress of the United States, which is right here in New York city underneath yeah. the Woolworths hey. building. I love that. The what building? <laughs> the Woolworths building. Oh, okay. it's so here. it's Colin Farrell, Eddie Redmayne. And then is the rest of it kind of just like I unknown? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, new people. I think that part of it is that he's running around with a muggle. He actually has a muggle friend, which is one of the things that I did think was was something that maybe could have been done in the original series was have there yeah, be like right. one actual muggle who was like a good person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or that wasn't like a full idiot. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't just like the worst. I mean, I get you can't do everything, but yeah. like the only ones were the Dursleys and it was just so bad. Even if Dudley was like, okay, yeah. kind of had like an epiphany at the end. Because yes. when he, because the Dementor showed him himself as he truly was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Honestly, that's guys. That's what J.K. said afterwards like so our our to wrap the harry potter conversation up we do not necessarily endorse harry potter and the yes. curse of child however you know what fans go ahead and read it and you know make your own yeah. opinions make on your own it. It, there there are interesting uh revelations in it yeah 
the the biggest, of course, being Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. Which yeah, of course, that's yeah, like, huge. Honestly, I also I have got have yet to get to the part where Bellatrix and Voldemort fuck. I mean, I, I, to that I say show we don't, don't tell. see it. We don't see it staged. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, so then they're telling so that, and not showing. Yeah, to that exactly. I say show don't tell. <laughs> if you're gonna, you need to walk the walk, honey. Yes. Listen, that's the book that she that's the play that yeah. we need to see honestly give me an intimate two-person play which is bellatrix and voldemort our producer joe is shaking his yes. head yes wildly yes. and sh- give me the fool for love with helena <laughs> and ray fines <laughs> give me a fool for love with helena and ray fines as voldemort and bellatrix lestrange and i give you my money I, honey. Give it, I love it i give it twice over we're at a segment in our show okay great Called I Don't Think So, Honey. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the touchstone of Lost Culture. Okay. By the way, <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- I, should, I should mention that we have, of course, been rocking our culture to have. Yes. yes. And we feel very much like like we are um, cruising down the the uh, the um, river that is culture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, rule number seeing 87. interesting beasts along the co- along the coast. Rule number eighty seven of culture: cruise down the river, honey. R- rule number eighty seven of culture: cruise, cruise down, down the river. We <laughs> haven't come up with rules in a mile. We haven't. Well, that's rule number eighty seven. Yeah. So that's <laughs> we'll have we'll, we'll make a note of that yeah. that we should remember our patterns. We'll catalog it. <laughs> Improv people. So um, I don't think so, honey. We're gonna rail against something in culture just for one minute you have one minute on the clock Elise okay and you're gonna ch- select something in the culture it can be anything and you have one minute to provide to make a case about why it sucks and you need to say the words I don't think so honey okay. as much as you can to drive home the point because you know what that's really what this is about and just we're gonna we're gonna lead by example you're gonna see how this is done Matt how do, I've gone first every single episode so how about you go first so this you're time? thinking that I should go first because you already it sounds like you already have something okay well I had something really good and then it, the trolley witch the trolley witch but I feel like I've already railed against the trolley witch I'm not going first I don't have anything okay <laughs> all right um Okay, go with it, bitch. Ready? All right, yes, I got one. And clock starts now. I don't think so, honey. Not enough trailers for Beauty and the Beast the movie. (laughs) I have been waiting for too goddamn long to wait for a fucking trailer, which is mostly voices off screen. I haven't seen any of the the anamorphic objects around the house talking. I want to know how it's going to look. I don't think so, honey. Me just hearing their voices. I don't think so, honey. One shot of gorgeous Emma Watson bending over to touch a rose. I don't think so, honey. I want to hear Emma Watson sing. I want to say, if this is a musical, stop being afraid of the music. My problem with Hollywood trailers that are about musicals, you're afraid of the music. Into the Woods, you were afraid of the music. You confuse the viewing public. I don't think so, honey. It's a musical. It's Sondheim. You disrespect Sondheim? I don't think so, honey. You have to have a trailer packed of music. Beauty and the Beast, iconic musical. Don't be afraid of the music. Don't be afraid to show me imagery, glory, glamour. I want to see Emma Watson head to toe in a yellow gown. I don't think so, honey. Anything Less. If you don't give me trailer, I don't give you life. I don't think so, honey. <laughs> One minute. Wow. Yay. I'm sorry, but that was my best ever. If you don't give me trailer, you don't give me life. <laughs> I just feel like it's coming out in March 2017, and like it, like we've got nothing. We've, we've got, got table really scraps. close to nothing. We've got table scraps, and I want more. Yes, I agree with you. I am ready for Emma Watson's next phase. I really am. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. I think she's fucking brilliant yes we we got a trailer i know exactly what you're talking about because you me and sudi went to go see bad moms last week they played a trailer we got so excited and then it was a fucking cop-out 
didn't see a face. Everything was was disembodied. We only saw her face. Did you for know a second. that Emma Watson's last movie in the UK made only sixty nine dollars? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's not her fault. It's not her fault. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's not it her fault. Ma- it's not her fault, but it did make sixty nine. Oh my god, that's perfect. Well, I will say this: sixty <laughs> nine. <laughs> what does that mean? Like six people saw it? Yeah, like it's like very very few. Like the net, like the gross, and it's only like. It, that's only like 40 euro. <laughs> it's oh crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, after Brexit, it's a thousand euro. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. So what, I, I just like, my thing is like, we were watching that trailer and I was so excited because I was like, oh my God, it's Beauty and the Beast because I had watched it once You heard Cogsworth. But I hadn't seen it on like the big screen and it's when she bends down to touch the rose and you see her like a beautiful face and you're just like, oh my God, she's Belle. Now she was Hermione, like now she's Belle. Literally, I started applauding. Mm-hmm. I, d- I was that person in the movie theater that But didn't you want more, honey? But I need yes. more. And honestly, I waited too long. I love Beauty and the Beast. You need more. I love Beauty and the Beast. I think my favorite is Little Mermaid. Also need the live action Little Mermaid. Oh, that'll I don't happen. know how they'll don't do worry. it, but like need it. I love, love, love Beauty and the Beast. Um, don't worry. You're going to get more. Uh, come November when Moana comes out, that new Disney movie, you're going to get a full trailer. Bitch. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. Also would love a live action Mulan. Would love. Oh, that would, would be love. amazing. Uh, Aladdin. Yes. Aladdin. Aladdin live so action. Good. Also would love for them to revisit Pocahontas and maybe do it right. And get a live yeah, action yes. Pocahontas because I think that there's there's elements of Pocahontas that are incredible. Some, some, yes, I agree. It's just yes. it's historical interpretation is is all very wrong. bad. Totally. And I would love for them to do like a more adult, stark kind of realistic portrayal of what what the life of Pocahontas was with that kind of you know romantic type of. Um, cinematic feel yes. i would love to see what that is i think it could be amazing i love it wow I do love that. thank you thank you because i'm down for the live action disney stuff i'm so down Great. i also i love musicals i love musicals yeah that's mine okay um i guess i'll go and then okay can go so i'm mm-hmm. gonna put one minute on the clock for bow and yang this Great. is bow and yang's i don't think so honey and one minute on the clock go i don't think so honey american waitstaff who make a huge fucking deal out of splitting the check i was just in montreal this weekend every single wait person was happy more than eager to split the check for us and split dishes for people who shared and people who split i don't think so honey waiters who um just uh, who, who are complacent or who are lazy who don't want to put an effort to please and satisfy their customers bitch i don't think so honey american service industry for encouraging this and propagating this in the culture of american service i don't think so honey uh, uh customers who d- feel bad about and don't feel empowered to demand this from their wait staff. Um, I don't think so, honey. Rude wait staff and slow wait staff. So this is uh, this is equal opportunity. I don't think so, honey. Canadian wait people, very slow because you know what? They're too laid back and they're too nice and you know nothing's a rush. So I don't think so, honey. Wait staff, Canadian and, Amer- and American. I can't speak to Mexican wait staff. I'm sure they're <laughs> lovely. Maybe they balance it out for symmetry. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I don't think so, honey. Wait people across North America, bitch. That's one minute. That's one minute. Bon Yang, ever waited at a table in your life? No. But well, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> bitch, let me say something. You better something. shut the fuck up right now. I don't think so, honey. Bowen bitch, that, I am not in the... I am not... That's not my job. I've been... I know my first job was at Maggie Moo's at an ice cream shop. Mm. Maggie Moo? It was a really... It was like the poor man's uh, Cold Stone. Um, but I, I did my job fantastically. Okay, Bowen. I'm just saying, I... If it depends on how many cards you split it from. I'm a server. Mm-hmm. And if, some, if a party of eight is like, hey, can you split this eight ways? 
Sorry, bitch. Girl, uh, I didn't mean to make this a personal attack You attacked on you. me personally <laughs> to here and now. But listen, we were dining out six people every night, and we didn't even bring it up. The way people would just be like, should I split this? And we were like... If it's not a if it's not a big deal, and they were like, no, not at all, I'm happy. To. I think it truly depends on the establishment. But all of these establishments throughout Montreal were just more than eager to do it. Matt, I think we have a lot to learn from the Canadians. I absolutely think that's true. As a Canadian, as a but dual I citizen, think, I can say this. I also think you know you, you need to cut people some some slack. I think that you are really aggressive. I think that Bowen Yang is a villain, and Bowen Yang is a restaurant villain. Bitch, you cannot turn this around on me. That was my I don't think so, honey. You do not undercut my I don't think so, honey. Elise, are you ready? I'm ready. Anything all right. you want. Okay. I'm ready. Something. I'm gonna do. I'm doing a Harry Potter. All right, love I it. love it. Love stay it. stay okay, on the brand. Because I do. I do have something to say. All right, okay, she has something to say, and I can tell it's good because. Because she's been sitting quietly, and I can tell she's been waiting, thinking. I've been thinking. <laughs> she's and I'm been waiting, thinking a lot, and, and she's ready to unleash right now. One minute on the clock and go. Okay, I don't think so, honey. That fucking Pottermore waits Hufflepuff more than other houses to put people into Hufflepuff because <gasps> JK did not do the work of making Hufflepuff cool. And it's like, I don't think so, honey, because listen, if you wanted there to be any cool redeeming people from Hufflepuff, that was on you to put mm. it in the book. You made one person from there who was hot, yes, but boring, and he died. So it's <laughs> like, I don't think so, honey. I've been buying Gryffindor shit for years to have some fucking quiz online tell me that I'm in Hufflepuff because it's weighted some kind away is ridiculous also the sorting hat takes your choice into consideration i know this so i don't fucking think so honey i would tell that hat i'm transferring to Durnstrang. i would train i would transfer schools there are other schools that i can go to i should be able to click no 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 before my choice uh, if the website is going to be accurate so i don't think so honey i am not in hufflepuff i never would be in hufflepuff goodbye what <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> honestly, we also now know how Elise really feels about Hufflepuff. <laughs> Which, because you know, it's fair, it's fair. A badger? No, I know. I know, I know. Trust me, I know. There's so much wrong. A diadem? There's so much wrong. There's so much wrong. Yes. Like, m- why, why? Why make the fourth one? I mean, you could even call it the fourth one. Why make Hufflepuff so much worse and less appealing yeah, than I mean, he could have had one friend yeah. from that house yes. that was cool. Because, like, Luna held it down for Ravenclaw, yeah. I feel like, 100%. In a way. And also Cho. Yes. Also Cho. Cho, you know, she had her good and her bad. But, like, Harry wasn't friends with Cedric Diggory. He was, like, a character, but he was kind of, like, you kind of like didn't like him that much. No, he immediately yeah. died in the same book. Well, here's yeah, well, you met. He him was mentioned really. throughout. He was mentioned throughout because he played Quidditch, Quidditch right? Played right, Quidditch. right? He was yeah. a seeker, right? Yes. So uh, I feel like He's yeah, the he was mentioned seeker. throughout, and like sure, sure, sure. But then like he was developed in this way that was like, oh, but he was cool the whole time, and it was like you're just throwing Hufflepuff a bone where you, you really, could have done this the whole time. You yeah. really meet him in the third book. Harry falls off his broom with the Dementors in a game against Hufflepuff yes. and Cedric catches the snitch oh, because okay. sure. of that. Because of that. Also, there are members of Gryffindor who belong in Hufflepuff and I will say his name. I'll say first and last names. Mm-hmm. Colin Creevy. Yes, Colin. what's was going on with the Creevy brothers? Was a Hufflepuff all the do da day? Oh my he God. He did fight in the Battle of Hogwarts and die. Absolutely. Oh, so you know what? Peace. Maybe he was retroactively brave. What, um, yeah. and Dean... I feel like Dean, Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas belongs in Hufflepuff, bitch. I mean, the other it one. Been more oh, the one who, the Lavender. Lavender She's a Hufflepuff. Brown. Lavender Get Brown. out. Lavender Brown was. Name one other Hufflepuff besides Cedric. I can't think of one. They're, 
Hannah mm-hmm. Abbott. No, who, who marries the fuck is that? Neville in the end, oh, apparently. Well, that's sweet. She becomes the she, Neville, honestly, Hufflepuff until the end. But until the end, but at the end you find out well, no, because in the first one he stands up to them and shows that he's brave. Yes. You're right, you're and right, then right. <laughs> uh he helps Harry with the task. He gets yes. him the gillyweed. And um Love and then Neville. in the end he kills a snake with the sword of Gryffindor, which he couldn't pull right. out of the hat. If he it's just that all the whole time he had been like a punk ass up yeah. until the whole sure. time. What was I going to say? Um, fuck. He wears about- an amazing um, hooded sweater in the last movie. It's oh. like, oh, it's he like got badass. And he also got so Neville hot. got so it's fucking It's crazy high. how hot he got. And then like they put him in this really nice hoodie and you, you can see that it's a hoodie when he runs away from the Dementors and I, or from the Death Eaters. And yeah. I remember being like, oh, Nice hoodie. Hoodie. They all started to wear hoodies when they got older. Hufflepuff's like professor representative was who? Sprout. 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 Professor Sprout. Which is even. Yeah. She's not even like you could have made maybe the Hufflepuff teacher be cool. There is Tonks. It was in Hufflepuff, but you don't associate her with the house because you don't see her at Hogwarts. Who was Ravenclaw out of house? Flitwick. Flitwick. Mm -hmm. Okay. Somebody told me it was Trelawney recently, and I'm no. like, get the fuck out of here. If Trelawney was head of house for Hufflepuff, I guess that would have made sense. It would have been cooler than Sprout. Also, they keep mentioning Sybil Trelawney and Harry Potter and the Curse of Child, and I'm like, stop. Stop. <laughs> get out. Like, yes. That's not the character we want like called back. No. No. Um, but uh, that was one of the funniest characters that was ever in the book. Yes. Yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, I also loved the fact that Hermione hated her so yeah. much. Yeah. I was like, this is so funny, because she was cla- such like a... Like, yeah, that she was <laughs> such like a like kook. She was like so crazy. Yeah, Hermione was having none of that. No, she was like, this is fake. And then they say in the book, I'll throw her Harry Potter or Curse of Child one bow. And it's like, well, you know, Hermione Granger hates divination. Like the world <laughs> over knows that Hermione Granger uh. has denounced divination. <laughs> and in her like room of banished books is like Sybil Trelawney's book, which I kind of love. Yeah. Sybil Trelawney and Rita Skeeter were the two p- characters where I was like, you guys are stirring it up. You finna mix it up. Finna yeah. mix it but up with Rita Skeeter. <laughs> I do love Rita Skeeter. Yeah, Rita Skeeter is one of the best. Comical, ever. comical. Yes. Just like, that, the first scene where she's introduced in the books, it's like a sketch. It's like it's so yeah. well written and timed. Oh, and she it. has the the quick quotes quill. Yeah, and she keeps saying he's twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. The books really are funny. Yeah, the you, books you really are amazing. And also, who played her in the movie? Oh, whoever oh. it was was so. She was good. perfect. Oh, before should we just shout out before we go like the best movie performances? Because I feel like Rita yes. Skeeter, Alan Rickman, obviously. I mean, Alan Rickman, tale as old as time. Dolores Umbridge. Dolores oh, Umbridge, best ever. Also, here's a here's a little culture plug. Check out Imelda Staunton performing as Rose in Gypsy on the West End. <gasps> Her performance of Rose's turn is like one of the Oh my best. God, I had no idea yeah, she played she Rose. she sings too. She's amazing. And it's so different than the way Patti LaPone oh, and Brenda Peters do oh, it. But it's really good. Like it's acting first. She's but she's an amazing actress. singer. She's, like, wow. she's incredible in the part. Luna Lovegood, also Luna amazing. I forget her. It's like Amelia or something. I can't remember. I but, do forget. And she was not an actress. She was just a fan of the books who went in yeah. and did I it. I love it. Oh, good for her. It. Locked it down. I also, um, I mean, you have Emma Thompson as Sybil Trelawney. Like, giving, yes. giving her all the crazy giving she could possibly give. And also, maybe the best performance in the whole series, I would say, yeah, personifying the role exactly how it Hagrid? should be. No. Oh, I Who? would say Helena. 
Helena uh, Bella, nailed Bella it. Bella Trixel Strange. It. I mean, Helena nailed it. Giving quintessential Helena an amazing part for her, just like killing it, and also finding out she was not the first choice for the part. The woman that plays Narcissa Malfoy was the first choice for that part. For Sybil? And she got pregnant and couldn't do it. Oh, my God. And Helena Bonham Carter was like, well, I'm available. And they were like, oh. That's incredible. Okay. That's the perfect Sure. Um, Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. But, like... Just like Maggie Smith, one of those actors that's like so good that you forget that they're acting. Yeah. Because then you see her on Downton and you're like, oh my God, so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. She's incredible. Incredible. Well, hey, this has been a fantastic, magical episode of so Lost Culture. Like, just fun. what? Oh. An ama- like, I'm so happy we were able to hash this out. I'm so happy that like we were all on the same page about, yeah, this. Yeah. about this. I do encourage you to read it, Bowen. I'll the read Curse it. of Child. Yeah. And also, you know, to everyone out there saying like, you know, well, I'm sure the effects are amazing to see on stage. Like, that's not what that's not theater what is, sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's not that's, that's not what not theater it. is. Theater is moments. Theater is giving you life. Theater is giving you energy. Theater is giving you conflict. Theater is giving you drama. Theater is not giving you lights and sounds. Yeah. And with that, <laughs> yeah. I say goodbye. Um, Elise, thank you Elise. so much. Where can people Elise. find you on social media? Oh, um, you can find me on Twitter and Snapchat at Fatlise. That's F-A-T-L-I-S-E. And on Instagram at Pandalise. That's P-A-N-D-A-L-I-S-E. Which is truly a way, something that we've stolen from Important Show That Doesn't Matter. <laughs> us plugging on the end where can I we find it. you on you social media. It. Important Show hey. That Doesn't Matter, a true influence on us. <laughs> we thank Elise for being a pioneer of the podcast Ooh. form. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. 
Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.